Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to pull no triggers, man. I'm trying to <laughs> I'm just trying to change people's change people's uh spirit and change people's minds and hearts and, and try to get some get something for you know, for my people. Uh, you know, that's that's the tip I'm on right now. It's trying to just get some, you know, a little more equality for black people here in America. And I think the whole country would be better relieved and start to heal welcome to the edge of sports podcast i'm dave zyron this week we are talking with rapper actor and icon ice cube about anti-semitism and his black contract with america just some backstory about how this interview came about, and then we'll jump right in. I wrote an article a few weeks back about the anti-Semitic social media posts and statements of NFL player Deshaun Jackson and former NBA player Steven Jackson. In the piece, which people can check out at thenation.com, I of course condemned the anti-Semitism on display, but it was also an article about why oppressed people are often bamboozled by anti-Semitic ideas as a way to explain their own oppression, the allure and attraction thereof. I also asked the question why Donald Trump's anti-Semitism gets a yawn and a pass from the media, but the press gets all hot and bothered when it arises from the black community and that double standard. Well, the article got some attention and it was read by Ice Cube. Now, at this particular time, Ice Cube was in his own pot of hot water because he tweeted some cartoons that were just straight up anti-Semitic and that held the message of 
Jewish global domination being built on the backs of black flesh. That was the theme of many of them. Now, the criticism he received was overwhelming, and it wasn't just from the Jewish community, but from folks like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Roxanne Gay, and Mark Lamont Hill. His management team reached out to me to say that Cube read and liked my article and wanted to talk to me about anti-Semitism and a new campaign he was trying to get started called The Black Contract with America. So we talked. And I think you're going to hear someone who has done some serious soul searching and is looking for a way to make a contribution to this national reckoning on race and racism. But hey, don't take my word for it. Make your own judgments and listen with an open ear to Ice Cube. We're going to talk about the Black Contract with America, but um, first, I mean, I guess since death certificate, you've gotten accusations of anti-Semitism. I mean, that's 30 years of this accusation. I mean, how do you respond to that? Um, you know, I, I think people they listen to to music or watch movies, and you know they they you know pull their assumptions of who who a person is or what a person's trying to say. You know, it's like music and and you know movies. Art really is in the eye of the beholder. Really, mm-hmm. you know, I used to be I used to be a person like. Damn, they don't understand. They don't understand, you know, what I'm trying to say. Uh, damn, you know, they, they, you know, misconstruing the message. And then I, I, I learned once you so-called paint a picture and you make it public, that it's really no longer yours no more. Like, mm-hmm. it, it becomes, you know, whoever walks past that picture and what they see from it and what they get from it. And, you know, and as an artist, your job is done. You know, you you have to step away and let people interpret what they see from their own vantage point. So some people have heard my records and like, yo, he's anti-something, you know? So that's like, being the kind of artist I am, you got to expect at some point people going to, you know, look at the art a different way than you may have interpreted it. And, you know, I used to fight that, but I, but I live with that. And then, then I live my life and how I've lived my life. I'm always confident that the truth is going to come out. Mm. I mean, you know, you've been at this for a long time. Has, has your thinking about uh, Jewish people changed over the years, or in your mind, have the accusations from day one just been false? Uh, false. Mm-hmm. Now, at first, you know, when you're young, you know, I mean, being black educated in America, nuances on people's, um, you know, uh, religion and and um, culture and ways are sometimes not taught the way they should be. Um, and so you don't really understand. And then, you know, you go and offend people and then you learn real quick, you know, where, um, you know, what's offensive to other people that you may not have understood. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's, 
and and you know this this you know this happens with a lot of people um as far as you know not understanding the boundaries and you know sometimes you're so busy worried about your feelings you're not thinking about other people's feelings as you express your own you know so i think that had was in the beginning but you know i've been in the business a long time so i've ran across you know all kind of people a lot of jewish people who um you know just like anybody else you know it's it's Cohen's that I can, you know, do great deals with, and it's people who, you know, don't want to do the deals and don't, you know, think that my way of doing things is the right way. And, you know, that's fair enough. Mm-hmm. That's business. But, you know, w- what I've learned from going all over the world is people are people, and you can't really lump, uh, you know, you can't really lump people into a generalized category mm-hmm. where you're probably going to be, most of the time, you're going to be wrong. Unless you're talking about maybe a club. So, um, you know, that's that's just kind of how I see it. You know, it's like, you know, I, I haven't looked at it in any other way. So, you know, I, I, I learned, and then from there, I, I know. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's it's nothing that I've had to look to understand because to me, understanding people are easy. You know mm-hmm. what? Usually, you know, it, it, if you step on my toe, I say ouch, and if I step on your toe, I'm pretty sure you're gonna say ouch. Mm-hmm. So you know, in that sense, I feel like people are pretty much all the same. Yeah, and any regrets over the recent tweets that started all this firestorm? You wish you just wouldn't have to deal with this? Of course, of course you know, I regret, you know, people um, were hurt and, um, you know, didn't see what I saw or, you know, in some cases, I just didn't understand the history behind, you know, piece of art, but, you know, you got to, I, you got to take that one on the chin if you if you put it out. So, you know, I understand how hurt people are, and uh, I'm just as hurt by the same picture for different reasons. So, gotcha. it's uh, you know, it's like we both hurt, but we're hurt for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's kind of how that is. You know, it's still to me. You know, um, you know, in in the in the you know, I guess generalized sense, it's uh, we're looking at the same art, but we're getting different pain, and uh, it hurts. I mean, the picture hurts. Um, I, I I do not doubt that, uh, and yeah. Yeah, and, and and you know, in a sense too, I feel this way, Dave. That you know, I'm doing something so big when it comes to the contract with Black America that if this wasn't like a hangnail subject, something else would be. You know, it's kind of like 
at this point, I feel like, you know, the things I'm asking, if you read the contract with Black America, um, I just think I'm going to take more arrows that, you know, may have to do with this or may have to do with other things. But, you know, to, it's, it's a broad plan. Um, it could be embarrassing to some people and companies, you know, especially when I talk about cookie jar companies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just feel like, you know, the arrows was coming anyway. And with this one subject, I was really caught in the wake of other people's comments and things. So, um, you know, it's unfortunate, but, but, you know, I expect something else to pop up, you know, that's, that has nothing to do with the contract with yeah. North America because it's, it's so, you know, it, you know, it, it, it's so progressive, as they say. Mm. No, it's a remarkable document, and I'm, I'm going to ask you about that. But I think one of the arrows that people are going to throw at you because uh, they've been throwing it at you for a long time is uh, your relationship with uh, Minister Louis Farrakhan or the Nation of Islam. I mean, people don't realize Farrakhan's 87 years old at this point, um, but still treated in, in a certain light as being this uh, boogeyman of sorts. Um, what are your? Th- I don't think you've ever been really just asked this. Like, what are your thoughts about Louis Farrakhan and his influence? Well, you know, I think he you know um like you know most outspoken people you know has controversy around his name and the things he say but you know me i really see you know the things that he's trying to do to really empower us to clean ourselves up because um God is not going to accept us in this condition. You know, we, we're pretty raggedy. Um, and, and we got to get ourselves together to even be treated right in the society. Um, you know, it's, there's things we got to do and, and kind of burn the candle at both ends. Um, you know, to me, that's been the, the true message that most people uh take away now you know i don't agree with any 100 percent of anybody on the earth mm. not even my mama not my wife you know nobody so you know i don't expect to agree 100 percent with with uh lewis farrakhan uh, or anybody else that's a speaker um or leader or a minister, you know, my own person always have been, you know, never a part of any group or sect or any order or anything like that. You know, I'm my own man. So that's what I want to be measured by who I am. Mm. Now, recently you spoke with uh, Mort Klein, the head of the Zionist organization of America. Um, I'm going to be very straight with you. There, there are uh, Jewish people like myself who don't support Klein at all because of things he said about the Palestinian people. And of course, a lot of connections have been made between 
the Black Lives Matter movement and the Palestinian cause led by Angela Davis has done a lot of that work. Do you have any thoughts about that? Well, you know, I wasn't, you know, talking to Morton Klein uh, because I agree with everything he says or everything he's about. You know, what he was cool enough to do was have a conversation and we just talked about understanding each other. Mm -hmm. um, you know, whether you agree with, um, you know, him or not, you know, like I said, I don't really even know his, you know, his hardcore. Um, uh, rhetoric is a wrong word. Sorry if I don't, if I can't find it. Help me with a better word than rhetoric. But I mean, his, uh, you know, his, his cause, yeah. his approach, his way of getting things done. You know, uh, I haven't, you know, uh, I didn't worry about that part. I just worried about making a human connection. And he let me know who he was. I let him know who I was, um, which was the meat of the conversation. Just understanding where each other come from. And, um, you know, hopefully he was understanding why I'm not anti-Semitic and I believe he he got that and you know what what was cool about this the the conversation is it was human to human trying to understand me not pushing no causes and him not pushing anything but me trying to understand you know where you know Jewish people were hurt okay and I, I just I explained to him, you know, about black people and, you know, who we are and, and, and how, you know, things could be uh, misconstrued, so to speak. And and it was cool. And, you know, towards the end, he, you know, we we really said, Let, you, let's try to push and find ways to work with each other and not even if we don't agree and figure out a way to to push both communities forward. And I thought that was just cool. So, you know, I you know, to me, you know, getting into ideology is going too far when you just meeting somebody. It's like, let's make a human connection. And then we can have a hard conversations. He don't agree with a lot of what's in the contract with black America. I know that, but that's fine. You know, he agreed that something needs to be done. Okay, okay. so that's a starting point. Start. That's a good starting point for me. So to me, you know, everybody can look at it from their political angles. Um, but I'm glad we didn't. We looked at it from a human angle. And we know each other's cause and what we we're really fighting for, which is equality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One more question, then we could talk some contract with Black America. Um, you know, probably my, I'll be frank, my favorite Cube track is When Will They Shoot? Um, and in that, you know, you forecast people coming after you hard. You know, JFK, mm -hmm. Malcolm, I mean, you, you will go through the list. And that was 25 years, 30 years ago. Um, are you, first of all, are you surprised you're still with us? <laughs> 
No, you know, I got God on my side. So I think, uh, you know, uh, I think I'm going to be all right. Uh, And, you know, I think people have understood my records are about understanding and trying to figure each other out and being honest. You know, my records are honest. And some people take it as very threatening because I'm so honest. But at the end of the day, it's a creative thing. It's music. It's, it's, you know, it's time. It's love even put into a hardcore gangster rap, put it that way. Um, now, I'm just talking about me. You know, you can't just, you know, every artist is different. But if you're just looking at my career, um, it's all about trying to let you know what's going on on this side of the fence. And hopefully, you know, when I say street knowledge, I'm trying to teach the streets what's going up, what's going on in high places. And I'm trying to teach the people in high places what's going on on the street. And some people look at that as threatening or, or I'm, you know, being cruel or racist or whatever. And I know I'm not, so I don't. I don't get offended by it, you know, mm-hmm. even though I will protect my name, but I won't get offended by it. See, I thought when I asked you, are you surprised you're still with us? I thought you were going to say no, because I'm the OG and I bust back, boom, boom, bust back. <laughs> but no, man, I, I, I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to pull no triggers, man. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm just trying to change people's, change people's uh, spirit and change people's minds and hearts and, and try to get some, Get something for, you know, for my people. You know, that's that's the tip I'm on right now. It's trying to just get some, you know, a little more equality for black people here in America. And I think the whole country would be better relieved and start to heal. Okay, we're going to take a very quick break in this interview with Ice Cube. We'll be back after this quick word from the sponsor of this podcast, The Nation Magazine. And when we return, you're going to hear about the black contract with America. Okay, look, the need for independent journalism has never been more important. And The Nation brings it each and every week like they've been doing since 1865. I'm serious. This is what you got to read. It's The Nation magazine. Go to thenation.com slash subscribe. And please never forget that when you support The Nation magazine, you are also supporting the continued existence of this podcast. So please subscribe. Go to www.thenation.com slash subscribe. And now back to the Edge of Sports podcast. So let's talk about this contract with Black America that you've put together. Um, First and foremost, before we talk about the content, how did this come together in the first place? How long has this been in the works? Well, there's there's two parts of it. And and what you got now, uh, we've had help from Chris Broussard and, and, um, you know, a few other people who who, uh, have kind of helped us because they've had similar plans and they had some of the data we was looking for. What what it was, we had something called the American um, Jobs Pack. And it was just a cool little thing. You can read it there where you know the community can learn industry, 
industry teach community uh, and the government, you know, um, lets them write it off. You know, it was just a nice triangle where, where people did community service for their tuition and it was just great all the way around. So when this happened and, you know, Mr. George Floyd was killed, mm-hmm. it was a thing where we was like, man, we need, we, like, let's try to fix this country in one swoop. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's set it back where it needs to be because it's so off balance. It can't work. You know, America's only as strong as its weakest chain. And the weakest chain is so weak, America is not strong. So I figured, like, yo, let's think of a broad plan that fixes things across the board as much as we can and just make things fair as we can. So um, me and my guy, Jeff Quantman's, started to work on it and, and and figure out what needed to be in it and how broad it needed to be and how open we needed to be for, you know, smart people who've been dealing in these areas to really dig in and help us, you know, with the data and the numbers, you know, and, and so, you know, just kept, you know, finding new pieces to help make them, you know, fix this thing mm-hmm. um, or just get it, you know, where it's fair. You know, w- when you look at something um, uh, like, uh, you know, banking and it's so lopsided, you know, lopsided, so to speak, it's like 90% of the money goes elsewhere. You know, 3% of the money goes to black businesses and homes. Uh, that's just not enough. And with venture capital, uh, VCs, you got, you know, 1% going to, you know, black, I guess, uh, startups or whatever. So it's so lopsided. There's no way we can survive with this, even though we have been. But I think it's to a point where too many people know what's going on to accept it. Um, and it, it just got to change for America to start to write, write itself. Now, I, I saw you had a part in the contract where you also addressed indigenous folks. Can you talk about the connection between reparations for black Americans and indigenous people and why that was important for you to have in there? Well, you know, uh, we believe reparations is important. Um, I believe there's a lot more indigenous uh, people here, you know, here than than that's counted. Um, you know, all black people just get get uh the whole African thing. You came from Africa, but there were black people here, um, and 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 they were would would be considered Indians or Native Americans or indigenous people. So, I think that has you know that right there has to be figured out of course but i've always said reparations is not a check you know necessarily you know that's part of it but that might not be the main part of it it could be 
relief in other areas, uh, tax relief uh, for you know uh, you know Black Americans. Um, you know there can be um, schooling and things like that where you can really you know help the Black communities without having to cut a check by relieving them of some of the stresses. You know, it's a shame that, you know, we pay, you know, more taxes, you know, in our little neighborhoods and to, to because they so-called need more police. And then the police come and abuse us. And then we have to pay more taxes because somebody sued the police and got their money. So it's just, we're getting it every which way coming. Um, we pay our taxes, a lot of government contracts. Uh, you know, we're 13% of the population and we pay a nice share of taxes, but only a few percentage of government contracts go to black companies. Um, you know, that has to change because here we are paying the taxes for these things and we can't even get a nice percentage of the jobs that are government jobs. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, contracts, I mean, not just government jobs, but government contracts. So, you know, these type of things are, you know, easily fixed. It just takes political will. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just political will. Nothing, you know, the contract of, with Black America is not some new you know, thing that nobody knows. It's it's political will. You know, this is not hard core science. I'm not a legislator at all. Mm -hmm. uh, so, it's, you know, so th these things could have been done, but they, you know, when 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 things are designed for your community to fail, mm -hmm. there's no way you can accept them. See, that, that's my question about how do we get that to change? Because I can imagine a lot of my listeners hearing this and saying, I'm on board, but how does this get done given how unresponsive politicians in D.C. are to the needs of black and brown people? What would you say to that? Like, uh, get this done. Well, I heard that Lyndon Johnson told Martin Luther King, um, I hear everything you want me to do. Now it's your job to go out there and make me do it. Uh, meaning, it's an election coming up. It's right there. We have to make them do it to get our support. Um, and it can't be a threat. It got to be a promise. Like, <laughs> you doing this. Mm -hmm. So it's really, you know, the document is, is is alive and we don't have to make it like Trump type. That's the wrong word, but we don't have to make it real tight um, because, I mean, like I said, I'm not a legislator, so that's not my job. You know, that's Congress job. And uh, so we got a document that that covers a lot of good stuff. Now it's time to get the people behind the document and then present it to 
the people that's running and, and let them know, you know, this is what we expect you to be behind. So you'd like to integrate the contract with the movements that are in the streets so they can be part of the demands that people are making at this moment? Yeah, I want people to get behind it because reform here and there is not going to cut it. Mm -hmm. And reforming a bad system, or not, not bad, but reforming a racist system wherever it is, it's kind of an insult in a way. We got to rebuild it because, you know, it, it just, it just is not going to work in the, in the way that it's made because it was made, you know, to funnel us into prison or whatever. So mm -hmm. we need something broad. We need something bold and, uh, and wide. And and that helps us with the wealth gap. Because mm -hmm. it's, 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 uh, you know, white families make 10 times more than black families. And that's not shrinking. It's getting mm -hmm. bigger. Yep. So we got to do something because, um, you know, Chris Rock had a joke <laughs> that they got, got a... You know, he live in a nice neighborhood, he said. I live in a nice neighborhood, and I got a nice neighbor. So that white neighbor in front of me, back of me, side of me. So one's a dentist. So I think one's an accountant, and another one does, uh, you know, some kind of other work. And he said, but I had to be fucking Chris Rock to live here. <laughs> <laughs> Something is wrong with that. He's like... I had to be Chris Rock to be able to move here because, mm -hmm. you know, my family just don't have a wealth to me for me to just be a dentist and have a house like this or that. So it was saying uh, the, the discrepancy in wealth. So you know, one of us can make a lot of money, you know, like Ice Cube makes great, a great living, put it that way. Mm -hmm. But if you go through my generations, the family wealth is not there. You know, if you go look through my family tree, you know, the only wealth is in a few places. That, that's another Chris Rock line where he said there's a difference between being rich and having wealth. And he said Shaq is rich. The guy who pays Shaq has wealth. No doubt. No doubt. Um, so... It's just really about doing doing the right thing. And look, we're not asking for, you know, we're not asking for more than, you know, less than 15% of the pie will we'll make us straight, will have us living the good life. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, it don't take much. It don't take much for us to get on our feet and... You know, they worried about black people moving into white neighborhoods and all that stuff. Black people stay in their own neighborhoods if their neighborhoods are great. I wanted to, you know, you've been generous with your time. I, I, I wanted to ask you, though, is there anything else about the black contract with America that you want to share, that you want to get across? That, you know, I, I hope the name doesn't fool you and make people 
um, you know, feel like this isn't something they can get behind because it does say, um, you know, contract with black America, you know, and it, and it, you know, it's not a, um, you know, black power thing, that it's a black equality thing. So, so, uh, that's the, that's the, you know, the thing, you know, it's really about equality. You know, we're not, you know, trying to get 13% of, of things is not trying to take over nobody's world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's something that can be done to, you know, restore some dignity into the Americans that's the lowest on the totem pole. And, you know, straight up white people should support it. Mm -hmm. If they, if they, if they worried about, you know, people running into their houses and all that kind of stuff that's, that the purge and all this bullshit teach you. Like, don't worry about that. Let's do this and nobody's, America won't be coming apart at the seams like it is now. Mm-hmm. We won't. It's coming apart. People get, they give people their dignity back. And, you know, um, but we gotta break down some some systems that, that's been in place that's really, uh, geared towards our demise now that says it all before before you go i gotta ask you 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 do the big three the incredible three-on-three basketball league uh my hero and uh someone i'm proud to call a friend mahmoud abdul raouf just balling Mm -hmm. i just gotta say what's it like to see that to see mahmoud at his age given what he's been through just look like mahmoud abdul raouf i call him the wizard because that's what he reminded me of, man, just a a wizard, you know, just somebody who is still super humble and practiced his skills, never stopped, even though he wasn't in the NBA, you know, at a certain point, wasn't trying to get back, still dedicated to what he was put on this earth to do. And so to give him a shot to shine in front of the world again, because, you know, at the height of his career, he was giving people the business. He was Steph before Steph. Mm-hmm. You know, so to be able to let him get a, 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 another taste of that um, and get, some, you know, some of the accolades and the respect that he deserved, you know, you just feel like Santa Claus, man. You know, you feel like you you just, you know, just you're giving somebody a gift and you're putting them back where they belong and not, you know, a commentator or a coach or whatever. Dude, it's 50. He still can ball. Mm. So it's, it's beautiful. You just gave me goosebumps. Good. Oh that's how I feel watching him play. Yeah. <laughs> just hearing the yeah, man. Of that. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Uh, Ice Cube, I, I well, really do appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Dave, you got my number. Anytime you want to get into anything, just hit me, and we can set it up and make it happen. Sounds good. Be well. All right. You too. Take it easy. Well, that was our interview with Ice Cube. If you have any comments on it, you can always email me, Dave Zirin, at edgeofsports at gmail.com. 
or hit me up on Twitter at Edge of Sports. Uh, thank you to everybody for listening. I hope everybody's staying safe and well. Uh, by next week's show, we'll have our choice words. We'll have our Just Stand Up and Just Sit Down awards yet again. Uh, this is obviously a very confusing time in the world of sports in terms of trying to understand politically what in the holy hell is going on. We'll do some decoding of that next week. But for now, I just want everybody to please stay frosty, wear a mask, practice social distancing. We are out of here. Peace. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, 
or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.